That's my dad. And that's my kid. We found out a long time ago the family dinner table is a perfect place for a great conversation. Grab a plate and pull up a seat. We keep the sweet tea cold around here. So make yourself comfortable and join us for a dinner table discussion. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. It's my home. We're on episode <laughs> number five. Well, technically, this is like 3.678910. Because <laughs> uh, we're going to continue with last week's theme. And the week before that. And the week before that of pregnancy-related topics because... You're still pregnant. I'm still pregnant. <laughs> I'm still here. And you've got all of this built-up information you just have Listen, to Listen, I have learned so much over the last couple of weeks. And Me too. It's been... So much happens. Okay. Did you know that at 11 weeks, teeth start forming in the baby's jaw? Really? Like, things that I didn't think were going to freak me out. <laughs> and that made me very, I don't know why it made me uncomfortable, but it was enough that I looked at Lucas and went, mm, our baby is currently growing teeth. And he was like, wait, what? And I'm like. But think about the conversation started that that is. You know, you guys are expecting your first child, mm -hmm. our first grandchild, and this is all new to you. But, you know, the interesting thing is your mother, mm -hmm. my lovely betrothed, was... <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I do the same thing when Lucas says something like that. It's, just, <laughs> it's my goat. It's my default. Sorry. <laughs> I read a lot of romance novels and still somebody's like, ooh, look. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Trigger warning. Okay. My better half. There you go. That works. There we go. <laughs> she, for years, was a pediatrics nurse. Mm -hmm. And so I'm quite sure that she learned all of these fun facts, knew these fun facts. But if she shared them with me, I don't recall them because now when you're saying these kind of things, it sounds like new news New information. To me. Yeah. Well, what she was telling me is... I mean, I'm only 28, right? So mom was pregnant 28 years ago. Mm -hmm. She was telling me that she was one of the first ones out of her friends to find out what they were having via ultrasound. So think about how far we've come with that. Because right. you guys found out that I was, obviously I'm female. Not an alien. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> you guys found out that I was a girl via ultrasound. Right. Where before that, you would have had to wait Till the baby's born. Mm -hmm. Surprise. Surprise. Here I am. Nowadays, they have something called the NIPT, which you can do as early as nine weeks of pregnancy. This is not the NFL. No. Okay. This is a blood <clears throat> test. And it's a gen typically, it's a genetic screening. That's really what it's used for. They check for Down syndrome and other um, genetic abnormalities. Okay. But you can learn the gender of what you're having as early as nine weeks. Wow. So we did the test at 10 weeks. How far along was I? 10 weeks, three days. Right. And we're currently waiting for our results. Mm -hmm. So we'll know by next week if I'm having a boy or a girl, which is insane because 10 years ago, you right. had to wait until 20 weeks along. And even then it was like a guess. It was like, oh, we think you're having a boy. Right. We think you're having a girl. We're not really sure yet because it's kind of a fuzzy picture. And I could be completely wrong. Your mother frequently tells me that I am. 
But I seem to recall that with you, there was still even a percentage of uncertainty until you were actually born. Right. Because we still had a name if it was a boy, and it totally eludes me. I can't for the life of me. Your mom would know. She'd be able to ring it off immediately. (laughs) Your name, uh, Kaylee, Mm -hmm. of course, I had from 1986 or 7 when I was 87 uh, when I was at college. And I I heard that name. It was a song, a a popular song that, that was being played at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the name of Kaylee, and I thought that is the most beautiful name I've ever heard. If I ever have a daughter, I want her to be named Kaylee. You told mom that on your first date. I certainly did. Just setting the you know setting the playing field <laughs> Just, right there. I'm gonna go ahead and let you know. Here's your French fries. Right. I'll hold your hand on our first date. By the way, when we have a daughter, right. her name gonna be Kaylee. And that was closely followed by. Um, do you think there'll be a second date? <laughs> Because that would be an important Surprise, step in the been process. Married, what, 30, 30 years? Oh, my god. 31. Gosh. 31 years. 31. 31 years. Don't ask me numbers. <laughs> You're supposed to know this. Look, I still have your and your sister's birthdays engraved inside my wedding band. So if someone asks me, when's your birthday? And I can't remember it off the top of my head. I'm a dude. Don't look. I'm an old Listen, dude. Don't look birthday, at me that way. My birthday should be the second easiest one for you to remember, only behind mom's. And that's because you and mom, your birth date is the same. It's just a different month. Correct. Mine should be the easiest for you to remember after mom's because it's eight days after yours. So your birthday is eight days before mine. Right. And eight days after your dad's. Yes. My baby is currently due. One day after your dad, mm-hmm. seven days before you, mm-hmm. and 15 days before me. So awesome. It's exciting. All right in there together. Because brisket's going to be right in the middle of it somewhere. And see, if, if my memory serves me correctly, I was supposed to have been born on my dad's birthday. Right. And I was late. You were supposed to have been born on my birthday. And I was late. And you were late. So we keep kicking the can down, down so the road. So there's a possibility if push comes to shove, the baby would be here on the 27th. Whenever the baby arrives, it will be the perfect day. Exactly. So. My mother-in-law is hoping the baby will come eight days early and be born on her birthday. I'm sure when you are that pregnant, you're going to be wanting it to Mom come Mom had early the too. audacity to look at me and said, well, maybe the baby will be born eight days after your birthday. And I said, Mama, I love you. I'm not going that far over my due date. You will do what that baby tell you to do. Uh, oh, we're going to be bouncing on some balls. We're going to be eating some ghost peppers. We're going to be eating some pineapple. I'm going to be running up some stairs. We're going to be doing whatever we can to get the baby out. I'm not going to. What would that? You mean to dress up like the belt well, road say, booger and sneak in? Hold on. So the baby's due 15 days before. That would be 23 days over my due date. Absolutely not. Agreed. No. Agreed. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I just found your button. <laughs> Listen. And I pushed it good. Listen. <laughs> we ain't got no room in March for birthdays either. We ain't got no room. There's, there's a lot no, of family no, with, no. with March birthdays. Listen. So just, just off the top of my head, there's a birthday the 4th, the 5th, the 6th, which is mine. The seventh, mm-hmm. there's an anniversary the thirteenth, a birthday the fifteenth, 
two on the 21st, one on the 22nd, one on the 23rd. So what you're saying is we would come out better just gathering the entire family for an entire month and no one leaves until everything is celebrated. Listen, <laughs> there ain't no room in March. Okay. I was so excited when they told, they were like, your due date is February. And I said, oh, thank God. It's not March. Is this coming February a leap year? Is it? I don't, I don't know. know. Let me look. Oh, God, if I have a baby <laughs> on the 29th. Lord, help us all. But you would only have to buy presents every four years. Oh, absolutely not. It is not a leap year. Uh, There's only 28 days in 2023. That look in your eyes of a little bit of fear when I Listen, said that. Listen, this poor child is not ready for the birthday parties. They're not even here yet. I don't even know what they are. And I have already, I'm already between two themes for their first birthday party. And I don't know if you know me, but I did party planning for a while. I kind of know you a little bit. You kind of know me a little bit. I get my inspiration for party planning from my big, fat, fabulous gypsy weddings where they go all out. Is that where they wear those huge the giant ball gowns dresses and they go they to Sondracelli in Boston and they're like rhinestoned and, a, and their head, they're like 20 pound dresses? Yeah. Wow. Listen, this poor baby is going the gender reveal, which I know that those are controversial topics to begin with look people can do what people want to do believe what they want to believe you do this you. is this is our miracle child yes we going all out yes we are having a foam party foam so a friend of ours had a foam party it was a blast lucas was like let's do it for my birthday well then uh-oh we found out that we were pregnant he goes let's do a gender reveal foam party so everybody's gonna come i mean it's just like soap i don't re- glycerin i think is what it is not nitroglycerin. No, please. No. <laughs> so we're going to go. Everybody's going to have like their bathing suits and their little buttons of if it's a boy, if they think it's a boy, if it's a girl. And the foam that's going to come out initially is going to either be pink or blue. Okay. It's exciting. Right. Whatever it'll be, it'll be. It's, look, now that, okay. I'm no, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Speak, it's dinner table discussions. Why do people make statements like that? What it will be, it will be. Um, yeah. Because I don't, yeah, I don't know what We'll the, be there when we get there. Listen, well, I keep, yeah. <laughs> I keep going back and forth about what brisket actually is. Some days I feel like it's a girl. Some days I feel like it's a boy. We got to see the baby on Wednesday in an ultrasound. And up until my ultrasound, like from Monday to Wednesday morning till we got to see the baby. I was like, I think it's a girl. Like, we really need to come to terms with the fact that we're probably having a girl. Because he, he no, says I, that I he wants a boy. And there's nothing. He's like, I really want a boy, but I really think I'd be an awesome girl, Dad. He's flipping back sure. and forth. Now, I, I was just talking about those little figures of speech. I know. The little Captain Obvious statements like, well, it is what it is. Well, no crap. Yeah. <laughs> what else could it be? Quit judging. <laughs> I don't understand where those people use them. I'm sh- I'm quite sure you use them. I'm very guilty of it myself. I just don't hear it when I say it. <laughs> but when people use those fillers, you know, it is what it is, uh, and we'll I be there when we get there. It's a way of saying that I'm gonna be okay with whatever it ends up being. Because I, I don't, I don't know you. if you've seen those gender reveal videos where like they're real certain it's gonna go one way mm. and it goes the other, and they're like big mad or they're like big shocked about it and i'm like i'm trying to be okay with either sure because i have anxiety Mm -hmm. about raising 
either gender. Sure. I have anxieties and joys that come with raising a boy. Sure. I have anxieties and joys that come with raising a girl. I'm just trying to set myself up for whatever it's going to be. No, I, I fully understand what you're saying. I was the last male in my lineage. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't have any brothers. So the name Cochran in our line will cease with me. Right. Based solely on that. When your mother was pregnant with you, mm -hmm. I was preferring, if that's fair, it to be a boy simply for the fact to carry on the Cochran name. That's where I'm at right now. Because my husband and I, we are the only Ramirez. Okay. He has his biological father's last name. We have no contact with his biological family okay. or with his biological father's side. Mm -hmm. His mother obviously has his stepfather's last name. Mm -hmm. So we are the only, as far as we're concerned, we're the only two Ramirez. So if we have a girl, mm -hmm. because we've had two losses, it's been hard. This is probably going to be our only biological child just because what we've had to go through to get here, right. it's all been worth it. A hundred percent. It's all been worth it. Is it worth it doing again? I'm not sure. There's been a lot of medications. There's been a lot of extra doctor's appointments. Well, that's not a decision that y'all have to make It's not now, a decision we so have to make right now, but we're going into it consciously knowing that this probably will be our only biological child. We looked into adoption before we started trying. Sure. We're going to look into adoption afterwards once we kind of get our bearings with being parents. Sure. But- I'm stuck in that same place of we're the only two. So if right. we have a girl and this does end up being our only child and we decide not to move forward with adoption later on, sure. the line ends with us. Well, let me let me encourage you. Put on my pastor hat for a moment because that's what pastors say sometimes. Dun, dun, dun. Let, me, let me encourage you. When you were still in the womb, you were yet to arrive, it would have been my preference that you were a boy simply based off of we get to carry on the Cochran name at that time. When you arrived and you were obviously not a boy, I was absolutely elated. The joy of having a daughter, a healthy child, mm -hmm. regardless of gender, was just mind-blowing. It outweighed everything else. And it did not matter what my gender preference was mm -hmm. or the reasoning behind it. God had blessed us with an incredible, incredible gift. Thank you. And you have been a tremendous blessing ever since. I'm not trying to blow smoke here. I'm, I'm being <laughs> genuine to you. Pump my ego up a little bit. When your mother became pregnant again, again, the thought arose, well, here's another opportunity, possibly. Possibly. You had a 50-50 shot. To carry on the Cochran name. Mm -hmm. And your sister, obviously, was not a boy either. <laughs> Now, we weren't going to keep trying until we eventually... I know people that have. ...came through with a boy because we did not want an entire cheerleading squad to raise. <laughs> not to say that there can't be male cheerleaders. I'm, I'm no, not trying I, to get, I get what you're saying. We didn't want a whole Girl Scout troop. Okay. The, so, uh, we, just, we just didn't. We wanted multiple children, but we didn't want to take it on as a personal responsibility to replenish the earth. Right. I... So, I hear you loud and clear. After the second girl was born, oddly enough, that that desire to carry on the family name mm -hmm. was not as prevalent. Okay. 
I was content, more than content. I was pleased with what God had, who God had blessed us with. And it's just something that was easier than I, than I thought it would be of coming to the realization, this line of mm-hmm. the Cochran name, even though the family, the bloodline is continuing regardless of the name. Right. But the name is going to end with me. And it, it didn't bother me as much anymore as what I thought maybe it once did. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, maybe that can help someone that's listening. Maybe they're in a similar situation and they, they're feeling the pressure of continuing on with something, uh, a family name, uh, a, uh, a family tradition of some sort. Maybe everyone in your family was a military person or everyone in your family before you was a a medical professional, a mm-hmm. doctor or something, and, and you feel that pressure to continue that, but God gives you something else instead. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Take the blessings that God gives you, make the most of it, appreciate it as much as possible, and go on with your life. That's just a little something there. Just be Gucci with it. What does that mean? <laughs> be good with it. Oh, that, does, I, that doesn't I've... mean I can come around and tickle you and go, Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I have pregnancy bladder, and that would not be fun for either one of us, okay? Now, look, I, I went from a very sincere You got to keep it light. moment, and, and you're talking about needing some <laughs> pregnant woman depends or something. I don't know. Listen, okay? Do they make those? They do, actually. <laughs> they do. What I does the dad get? Nothing um, whatsoever? Oh, no. What no? One of my clients today told me that he's going to a what did he call it? a dadchiller party this evening? Dadchiller, a dadchiller party. So they were meeting up at a local brewery. Okay, and they were bringing diapers and wipes for the dad, <coughs> and it was a dadchiller party. And they're all for the wearing, dad to wear and use. No, 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 for, <laughs> they're for the baby. But it was to celebrate him becoming a dad. So okay. they all showed up, and he said they were all going in like. Hawaiian button-ups okay. and white Reeboks. Reeboks? Yeah. They still make those? What? No, it's not Reeboks. What are they? I don't know. New Balances. New the white, Balances. The dad's okay. the white New Balances. He Dude, said, so. back in the day, I rocked some Reeboks. <laughs> I think they're coming back. I rocked some Reeboks. I think the Reeboks are coming back. Really? I think so. They've been popping up a lot on my, you know why they've been popping up on my TikTok? Because of Eddie Munson from Stranger Things. Apparently, he wears white rebounds. Not Eddie Munster from the Munsters. No, no, no. Eddie Munson. Eddie Munson. He kind of looked like you in the 80s. Not Larry Munson, the voice of the Bulldogs, Georgia Bulldogs. Okay, no, no, no. We're not going there. This is not a football episode. Oh, it could be. No. So quickly. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go dogs! <laughs> Can you tell we live in the South? Oh, but yes. But going back, either gender, we're going to be ecstatic. Because right now, our baby is healthy, he's got a heartbeat. It's thriving. It did not want to move the other day on ultrasound. Could not be bothered. I mean, the woman is like pushing on my stomach, telling me to cough. <laughs> She's like shaking the little ultrasound thing around and the baby lifted one hand. I'm pretty sure it flipped us off and just like <laughs> laid there. And she goes, meh, I think see, it's asleep. And I'm see. like, that's... That's my kid. Taking after pops. You start jostling me when I'm asleep, you, you might get a That's similar That's 100% gesture. Lucas. I swear. I know that they, they tell you that you can't really feel the baby until like 18, 20 weeks. Really? That they, that's when they you'll start to feel flutters. 
However, I am dead convinced that I felt my child put their hands behind their head and full just stretch out <laughs> the other day. And because it, it was this weird like tugging sensation and that image popped into my mind and I went, right. That baby just pulled one of his dad's moves. Because that's what Lucas, every morning, he'll stick his heads behind his head and just, just makes these like weird noises in the morning. And I swear to God, that's what the baby did the other day. The male morning stretch grunt. Is this what you were referring to, man? Is that a thing? Ma'am? Oh, it so is. Absolutely. He'll do it in the car. We're going down the road. And he'll be like, <laughs> driving down the road listening to a murder mystery podcast and he'll just do that i'm like that is bro. that is the full body male you interrupting terry carnation right now stepped in what <laughs> you got you gotta listen if y'all haven't listened to radio rental this is not a sponsored ad if y'all haven't listened to radio rental with terry carnation i really suggest that you do terry carnation terry carnation so like you know, the flower or the breakfast mix yeah okay so okay you know the um he played on the office I never watched The Office. I know. Come for me. The original one? The British one? No, 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 no. The American one with Steve Carell. Okay. Uh, Dwight. Schrute? Yes. So the guy that plays him plays this character on a podcast called Terry Carnation. And he is hilarious. Hold on. I got pictures. One moment as we pull up the Instagram. Terry Carnation. We need some, some, some music to hold them over while you pull that up. Hold on, where's a good Terry Carnation picture? He's got all these other random pictures. Okay, your time's up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so there's Radio Rental, okay, which is put on by the guy that does... Um, do you remember the Tara Grinstead case? We're going on a completely different topic. Absolutely not. From, you don't remember the Tara Grinstead case from a couple years ago? No. So Not by name. She was, I believe it was 2009. Correct me if I'm... Sorry, correct I me if I'm wrong. Correct you because I <laughs> don't remember. You, the listeners, the <laughs> listeners. There was a one there was a woman in South in Tifton, Georgia that went missing. She was a beauty queen, she was a teacher. She went missing. And it was very sketchy circumstances. I think I remember that. Tara I just didn't Grinstead. remember the name. Okay. So a couple years ago, this guy named Payne Lindsay, who's a filmmaker from Atlanta, decided to do this like podcast to basically try to solve where she went missing. They ended up convicting somebody of her murder because he went through and like was talking to new people and new information got brought up. They actually just a couple months ago went to court and the guy was found, I believe he was found not guilty Mm. of killing her. Wow. But they ended up finding like her remains because of this podcast. So that's pain. Lindsay, that's up and vanished. She's got a couple seasons of that. I believe it's now a TV show on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Hmm. It's really cool. Very interesting. But he has another podcast called Radio Rental, where it's true scary stories told by the people that live through them. I wonder if he has a corner market on that, because we've got some scary stories that we could share. Scary stories. It's not October yet. We'll tell those so in we'll October. S- we'll save those for October. We'll save those for October. Okay, it was just a thought. <laughs> I've been vetoed. No, but so it's like one of them is like the reason why we have to take off our shoes at the airport. 
I do recall the reason why there yep. was uh, an individual who tried sneaking things onto an airline to bring it down in his shoes. So it's told from the perspective of a 14-year-old boy that was on the plane. There's another one where it talks about, um, I don't know if you know who Eileen Warnos is. She's one of the most prolific female, female serial killers. Not a female. Not a female. A female. <laughs> a female. <laughs> she was the one that lured guys in and killed them like and did it like many, 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 many times. Yes. I, I think I remember seeing yes. a documentary about yeah. her. So one of the stories is told by a guy that his dad ran a truck stop and she walked up to the truck stop and asked them for help. And the dad was like, something's off, something sketchy. No, thanks. And hmm. it ended up being Eileen Warnos. Oh, wow. So a lot of them talk about like run-ins with serial killers. A lot of them talk about um, like mass casualties that happened and they escape these mass casualties. It's really interesting. Anyway, but Terry Carnation is the host of Radio Rental. Okay. And then he's got another podcast that's Dark Air that like follows Terry Carnation's story, <clears throat> which is a little weird. It's a little weird. Gotcha. Not that this is a sponsored ad, although Payne Lindsay hit me up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good time. Sure. Back to the baby. <laughs> back to the baby. Because we've taken a turn here. We got to reel this one back This in. is dinner table discussions. This it is what happens. Is. It, it, true that. It's, a, it's like you would at any dinner table. Well, I don't know about any dinner table, but at ours, that Mostly has ours. always seemed to be the case. We could sit down for dinner, start a discussion about something as benign and simple as we gave the dog a bath today. And the next thing you know, You're talking old about Jed's Dale a millionaire. <laughs> and old Jed's a millionaire. When did I talk about Dale Earnhardt? I don't know. I asked isn't, if that, no. I asked if it was NFL that you were talking Dale about. Earnhardt, when, isn't that who lives in? No, that's Chase not, Elliott. Bill Elliott. I was about to Bill say Elliot. Bill Ingvall, but that is, he does not live in Dawsonville. Are you having pregnant mind? Is I that have, a something? I have pregnancy that, brain out the wazoo. <laughs> Wait a minute, your brain's coming out your wazoo. That's not a good thing. Listen, I looked at my client. Thank God she's been to see me forever. But I looked at her and I said, "All right." I'm going to step out, let you hop off the table. I'm going to go get dressed, and then we'll get you out, send you out for the rest of your day. <laughs> I meant to say, I'm going to let you get dressed. I'm a massage therapist. You know right. people get And I said, I'm going to go get dressed. And she said, when did you get naked? <laughs> just, I was like, you caught me. See, we can use that as a new episode, slips of the tongue or, or things that aren't really meant what you meant to say, <laughs> but you said anyway, and you didn't even hear yourself say it. <laughs> And other it's people been... have to bring it to your mind. We'll close this episode with this example. How about this? <laughs> Once upon a time, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I worked at a place that we printed our own cases. That the that the product went into these big cardboard boxes. Oh, okay. And we had a huge printing press with big troughs of ink that this uh, these rolling stamps, like a rubber stamp that you would use to, you ever seen the stamps and the stamp pads? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. Well, this was a huge industrial piece of equipment that had similar rubber stamps that would roll into the ink. Okay. And then press on the cardboard boxes as they passed through. So it printed the logo and the and the information on the side of the cardboard box. Dope. Okay. 
I got a phone call one morning, one Saturday morning, the morning that I was off, that I needed to come back into work because somebody had spilt ink and tracked it all over the plant. And I said, well, I've been at home in bed. Obviously, it wasn't me. Well, there are only three of you that operate this piece of equipment, and no one is confessing, so all three of you have to come in and clean it up. I said, again, obviously, I've been at home in bed. It's not me. Be here. So I was, like, really threatened with my job that I had to come in. So I was not very happy. I can understand why they did that, but at the same time, also, look at you. Look at your tamp your tamp sheets, your stamp sheets, your time cards. Time cards, yes, yes. So anyway, I, I get there, and sure enough, there was a large puddle of ink, and then there were these small footprints that walked from the puddle of ink across the shop floor into the break room, over to the payphone, from the payphone to the Coke machine, from the Coke machine over to the snack machine, from the snack machine over to a table, and then back out the door again. Listen, I, obviously, I, I know that this is technically radio, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. They don't know what you look like. I'm about to get there. You were a football player <laughs> in high school and in college. You are built, okay? <clears throat> you are a strong, honking man. You ain't got no little feet. These shoes that made these prints, you could have put those shoes in my shoes. They were that much they smaller. They were toddler feet. And there was only one individual of the three of us who had feet that size. And she did work the night before, but she refused to admit it, that it was her. No, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. Absolutely not. Didn't do it. Ma'am, you are the only one that is here. You are the only one that has feet the size of Thumbelina. Yeah, no, but they weren't going to go with that. Detective Joe Kenda may, may have could have solved the mystery, but uh, no, they weren't going to uh, force her to do it by herself because she wouldn't admit that she had done it. So anyway, I had to come back in, much to my dismay, very angry. And they said, we'll call over to the rental place and rent a floor scrubber. <laughs> I remember this story now. So now not only did I have to come in, I had to call the rental place. I had to go and pick up the floor scrubber. Floor scrubber. To bring it back and scrub the floors with it. Is that like one of them like... It's got what was the that great thing big... on Teletubbies, the snoof snoof? <laughs> that was like a weird vacuum cleaner. Is that what it was kind of like? No, this oh. had a very large scrubbing circular disc on the end of it. Like you might see some custodians use in high school hallways and such where they're polishing the floors. This had a scrubbing pad instead of a polishing pad. Anyway. kind of like those things that they do at um, hockey places? <laughs> <laughs> the pregnancy brain. Ice rinks. We, the big thing that comes out and like smooths the Zamboni? ice. That thing. No, and it's not a stromboli either. Although I very much like strombolis. Anyway, you're doing this on purpose, aren't I'm you? I'm not. I'm... So I was very upset that I had to do all of these things that was not my responsibility because I didn't make the mess. And so I call the rental place on this Saturday morning because I had to come into work. And I said, I need to know if you have any scorf lovers. And he said, uh, what? And I said, I need to see if you have any score flubbers. He said, just one moment, please. And he puts me on hold. Now I'm even more upset. I don't like being put on hold. You could Who have does? just told me whether you do or not. And so then the manager comes back on and says, hi, this is the manager, John Smith, so-and-so, whomever he said he was. Uh, what is it exactly you were wanting to know if we had? 
I said, I need to rent a score flubber. We only need it for about half a day and I'll bring it right back. But I need to know if you have one. We are unfortunately all out of score flubbers. However, I have three floor scrubbers sitting right here. Ooh, I wanted to say mean, nasty things. What is it? Y'all used to, y'all let me walk around for about six months saying decorative. And nobody corrected me. The decorative? I walked around for six, I'm in Hobby Lobby going, ooh, look at this decorative lamp. And my mom was just standing there looking at me going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. decorative. Hey, no, not one of y'all corrected me, not no, once. Well, you know, parents find humor in the strangest places. So this yes. was like a year ago. <laughs> it was recent. So I, I was yelling at this guy and saying score flubber about 20 times and did not even hear that I was saying that until he called me out on it. And then when I got there to pick it up, they're all standing there at the counter just grinning ear to ear. <laughs> uh, here for the floor scrubber. Please just load it. Just load it. <laughs> So for the record, for the record, coming back just a little bit, it was not snoof snoof on Teletubbies. Apparently, it was new 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 new, which I I remember it being snoof snoof, but apparently it was new new the vacuum. I'm going with no no, it wasn't, but I mean you apparently you googled it, it was so new new. It's on the internet. It must be correct. I could have sworn it was snoof snoof. I did too. Maybe it's one of those Mandela effects. We'll look it up and bring that back around in our next episode. How about that? Back around. I'll see you then. I'll see you then. I'll bring the lemonade. I'll drink it. (laughs) Hey. Hey. Thanks for joining us for another Dinner Table Discussion. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with your family and friends, post about it on social media, and think about leaving us a five-star rating or a review. We'd love to get your feedback on today's episode and maybe some suggestions on future topics. Feel free to email us at dtdpodcasts at gmail.com. You can reach us on Facebook and Instagram as well. Both are at Dinner Table Discussions Podcast. We'll see you next week with a cold glass of iced tea for another Dinner Table Discussion.